Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Lepree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 67 of Screwball, uh, and this week we're going to bring a topic that we had previously mentioned last week as a news segment, which is regarding the All-Star Game upcoming in, uh, got a few weeks now. Uh, it's fastly approaching. As far as the news goes, we got some uh, cool stats and uh, actually some cool news segments, I think, uh, I think this week, as opposed to some of the slower news weeks we usually have. Um, but as we usually do, as we've been doing in the last few weeks, let's jump right into the topic uh, at hand, which, you know, Frank brought up to me as our topic. And it was, is the All-Star Game voting broken? And like I usually kind of want to do, since Frank introduced the topic, I'll let him kind of lead the conversation. Um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, something to consider that I think a lot of people have kind of thought about. And, you know, it, it, within their voting, knowing that the system is kind of effed up. Like, a lot of the players don't even get chosen by the fans, probably for good reason. But if you look at the current standings of who's being voted into the All-Star game right now, uh, there's definitely some question marks there. So I'll let I'll let Frank kind of lead off because it's his, he brings the top topic, so I'll let him kind of lead the conversation here. Yeah, obviously the All-Star voting is, is a really cool thing to do. <clears throat> and we see in, in all sports there's, there's, there's an issue with it. Um, and that's just because it comes down to the fans voting. And you can vote five times a day, which, you know, if you do it every day for the two months that it's out or so, I mean, you're voting crazy. But, you know, is the All-Star voting broken? I think it is. And I think every year there's there's pieces to the puzzle. You can see it. And this year you can see Yasmani Grandal is second in catching. Yeah, okay, yeah, he has some home runs and RBIs and some of his analytical stats are all right. Still, he's batting 150. He's the second lowest average in all baseball, qualified mm. average. Third is Martin Malinata, who doesn't have the analytical stats. He's third in catching voting. And then you have guys like... <clears throat> you know, Sanchez, who's been playing better, you, you know, and there's other catchers too. Mike Zanino having a pretty good year. There's a lot of catchers, mm-hmm. and they're not even, you know, in the race. You know, other positions like this too, like in the um, National League, I believe Adam Frazier having a great year. Brian Reynolds having a great year. They're not even in discussion. You know, yep. Mike Trout's leading the vote for the AL. Yeah, it's Mike Trout, but he hasn't played in quite yeah. some time. Mm-hmm. And he's probably not going to play the All-Star game. Exactly. So why is he leading the voting? So, yeah, it is, you know, the fans should have a say in it, but, you know, I think we're missing the real all-stars of the season. So I think they should really do something where maybe the, the fans vote at the end for a couple players. Mm. Like they always do, they have like the one guy. Maybe they should do it with a couple players. Um, or maybe they should do something where the fans vote on, you know, who's, you know, they'll vote popularity straight up. Yeah. And if you win... You get bonuses. Maybe they're in your con- MLB bonuses. It gives you a bonus. Mm-hmm. Not the team. The MLB mm-hmm. will give you a bonus. That would be, you know, that'd be good for them. Or, you know, the players and the coaches and GMs and writers and stuff like that, they vote for the players. Here's your 25-man roster, 26-man roster. Now you get to vote who you want starting out of this roster. I think that's a good uh, compromise. So then the, yeah. And then the fans can still vote for a couple players at the end. Mm. Like up here's the, you got to pick two of the last five guys. You got to vote for these guys two highest vote-getters get on the team. Mm. This way the team, the All-Stars get 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 on. Yeah, okay, do we want to see Trout in the All-Star game? Of course. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> could he have 
does he deserve a short? But he hasn't played that much. Mm-hmm. We need to get the guys who played good, especially because it's always every year there's a couple guys who don't get to go there much. You know, look that's at, true. Nurk Markakis got once in his career. We're talking Matt Olson's not even in the not even top three in first baseman. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's, he's really, really, he's third in the MVP voting, and that's only because Otani is pitching. Because offensively, they have almost the same stats. Yep. He's just actually Olson's had a higher average, I believe, more RBIs, less home runs. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for Otani pitching, Olson's second in the, home, in, the in the MVP race. And he's not even in the all-star, you know, top three in first baseman. Yeah. When I seen it, at least. Now, it could be changed, but, you know, when I seen it, it was, I think, I believe it was this morning. No. That's I'm, where the stats were at. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's not top three. Yeah. So, you know, and nationally, Trey Turner, shortstop. Mm-hmm. He's not in the top three. Don't make any sense. You know, and not for nothing, but, you know, LeMay was third, I believe, in the second baseman. He's doing okay. But there's some other second basemans, too, that could be, you know, maybe push him for third. So it's, you know, and I, I love LeMahieu, so I want to see him there. But, you know, I just, I don't want all-star games to be stolen from people, especially guys, you know, who aren't perennial all-stars every single year. Mm. We're going to play 15 years and make 14 all-star games. If that was the case, we'd be all voting for Pujols right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want, we want to see the real guys, you know, get there. We want to see Adam Frazier get his all-star game in. Maybe Brian Reynolds. You know, a team like the Pirates, who have a couple players that are, you know, playing pretty good. Get them a little love, their yeah. fan base. and. Not just that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, oh man, they got an all-star. Maybe the team goes trades for him. Helps the whole franchise. Mm. You know, it, it, you got to give these guys their, their chances. And we do that with the pitching, which is crazy. Pitchers get voted by the players and the coaches and the GMs and stuff like that. So yep. why don't, I don't know why, why don't we get the vote for pitchers? Right. Yeah, I never understood that either. Uh, I think they should change something just to get these guys there. Um, obviously, I don't want to take the fan side out of it. But we got to make sure the players who deserve it the most get there. I agree. You know, and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't want, I don't want, and I keep saying it, but I don't want the Adam Frazier's and the Brian Reynolds and, and, and Trey Turner. I mean, he's more of an all-star guy, but these guys who aren't perennial all-stars to miss their chance because we wanted to vote in. Oh, well, I'm looking at someone right here. Francisco Lindor or something. Gavin Lux is in top three. Which and is... he hasn't, he wasn't sent in the minors and hurt, I believe, at one point. He's, what's he batting, 254? So, uh, real quick, just yeah, throw that in there. Gavin Lux is third. Uh, in the voting, right under him, he's batting 246 with six homers, 31 RBIs. It's a fairly, it's okay it's year. Right, yeah. Right below him, Ryan McMahon batting 256 with 16 home runs and 44 RBIs. Literally and better in every, every single stat. Yep. And hasn't got hurt. Yep. So it's like, and, and Gavin Lux. I'm saying Gavin Lux, you know, was going to be a bunch of all stars, but he doesn't deserve an all star appearance quite as much as maybe Ryan McMahon. You know, I just think we need to look at that. Just so we don't miss out, because it's always a great story to see these guys who, you know, come out of nowhere or, or bloom late and stuff. They make their all-star game and, and make a name for themselves and go see some of these other players and play with them and, and really, you know, demonstrate what they can be. Mm. Instead of just keep sending the same old guys, even though their stats don't warrant them being there. Just Monty Grandal, Martin, especially Martin Maldonado, for, for for nothing. Yeah, that's all. And I'm not saying these guys aren't good. They just no. you're an all-star. You know, there's only a few of each position. Like you, Salvador Perez leading the vote. Batting 290 with 16, 17 home runs. Mm-hmm. And Yasmani going a little second, batting mm-hmm. 150. And Martin Malinano's third, batting 160. Yeah. Something wrong there. The guy who's batting first, leading the first in catcher voting is 130 points higher, and he's, he's not even batting 300. Yeah. So, like, that guy's batting 360. Okay. He's 130 points higher. The other guy's still batting 230. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's not, you know, we'll go with that. We're all, he's batting, Yasmani Grandel's batting 160, but he's got 17 home runs this year. Or at least you can argue that. Maybe he's great defensively, but he's not. 
That's not that's not the case. These these stats aren't there. So, you know, that's all. I just I just want to see the fans be involved, but the right guys get sent to the also game. And that that problem is everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. Popularity contests in a lot of cases, and you know, some fan bases really go wild sometimes. Mm-hmm. You've seen it with the A's and the face of the franchises when they had Eric Sogard. Yeah. Almost won it. Mm-hmm. It was like Derek Jeter and Eric Sogard. Yeah. You know, it was like that's because their fan bases jumped all in. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with basketball. It was a Boban. Or uh, P- uh, Zasha Pachulia or whatever. He almost started the All-Star game that year. Oh, right, 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 right. I've seen him at hockey. Mm. Guy wasn't even in the league, I don't think. Mm. And he was almost, he was a ho- he was really devoted to the hockey starter. He ended mm. up being on the hockey team, the hockey mm. All-Star team. Well, yeah. East or West or whatever. I know, uh, yeah. He wasn't even in the league, right? He was in the, like, their minor league system or uh, something. I'm not sure exactly. I know what you're talking, the story you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ended up making a rule about it. It's like you can't, you know... It's funny, sure, but you're missing. You, 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 and then there's guys that get snubbed. Yeah, I'm batting three twenty, and I'm not on the All Star team. But this guy played seven games, and he's on the All Star team. Yeah, it doesn't work. You know, you just can't do that. You can't. You, it's just, it's not fair, mm. and it's not right to, you know, to not put the guys who deserve it out on the field at the All Star game. Yeah, I always kind of thought that the there should be a proportionate share, and they should include pitchers in the voting with the fans. But I just think that it should be like a proportionate. Like I think the fans should hold precedent or should hold the majority over the, whatever percentage they factor in. But I think I don't think it should just straight up be like this, where you get in because like Gavin Lux, he's on the Dodgers. There, there are fan bases like the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Padres at this point. These big fan bases, Cardinals, that will just vote for their whole team, regardless of the stats. So you have that. If you have a bigger fan base, that just it is what it is. You'll get more votes if you're schmo playing second base and you're batting two twenty. So you have that. Plus you have people like you said, like Trout starting. Yeah, obviously Trout's one of the great players we've seen, especially this generation. But the the reality is that he's probably not going to play it. He hasn't. Granted, he hasn't played in a while. His stats are good for this year, but he hasn't played in a while. So you have a guy like that doesn't make any sense. And I'm just going through and looking here at, at who's first, second, and third, who's getting voting. Like I said, the Ryan McMahon example. It makes no sense that Gavin Lux would be there. Not to say I don't like Gavin Lux or that I don't think he's good. It's just he doesn't deserve to be an all-star, you know. But, I mean, it's strange how it all breaks down with the voting. I mean, there are a lot of guys here like Arenado is second in the voting. Chris Bryant's in the voting. Alex Bregman's in the voting. You know, these guys, it's like, okay. You know, there's... Even Bregman, though. Look at his stats. Well, he's... he's, uh, Let me go back to it. He's, I believe he's second. In voting, he's 275 average, seven home runs, 34 RBIs. So, for him especially, not really all that great of a year. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, they want to promote the game and put the best players there. Mm. That's really their point of, okay, these are what the fans want to see, so this will help us promote the game. Mm. Let's get Trout there. Let's get you know Machado there. Let's get you know Harper there. Let's get these guys there. Right. But also, let's get the guys who deserve it to be there. That's why I think maybe they do a 50% fans vote counts, and then the other 50% comes from the players, GMs, writers. Mm-hmm. They break it all down that way. Or, like I said, you know, they vote for the players. Maybe the coaches, players, writers, GMs. Maybe they're going, all right, here's the five second baseman you guys get to pick from. Yeah. We cut out everybody else. Here's the five. Mm-hmm. And then you vote on these five. Yeah. At least that would give you, okay, these are the five that really deserve to be there. Yeah. And you get to vote. Three out of five are going to make it. Something yeah. like that. At least that narrows it down. Mm, as opposed to voting for and anyone that's on the bigger teams. you know, yeah, Like Jared Kalanick's on the voting. Yeah. I can go vote for Jared Kalanick. He's like four for 69 <laughs> in his career. Like, I don't think he's an all-star. Mm. 
So, you know, they're, they're in a little bit of a tough spot because obviously you want to get what the, the fans want to go right, the game. Yeah. But you also got to get what the players want and what the players deserve. Mm-hmm. So and I I'm, agree. I'm on the boat where let's just get the guys who deserve to be there and let the, let it go from there. Yeah, I, I I always kind of had that same sentiment with thinking with the with how the fans the the percentage that they hold and the power they hold in getting these guys to the All Star game because yeah, like you said, it's and at this point it doesn't affect the World Series anymore. So I guess to that point too, it doesn't. It's just all for fun and promoting the game and whatever, getting the the big guys there. But at the end of a guy's career, if he can say he's a five time, seven time All Star, you know that makes a big difference in in a guy's you know Hall of Fame chance. It makes it in his legacy. You know, I mean, I I know that baseball is going more towards the fun, let the kids play and all that stuff, and and going towards more fan friendly stuff. But there are some serious things to consider here with guys' careers and, and the imprint left on them, you know, for also, the future. Just the money. Contract. Some of these guys have all-star contract bonuses. That's and, true. You know, uh, gold glove, silver slugger, you get bonuses for these. We make the playoffs, we win the division, we get bonuses. You know, if you make the all-star game, if you lead the league in hits, you, lead, you know, you lead the league in this, you get bonuses. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's money involved here, too. And some of these guys, a lot of these guys, especially the younger ones, aren't getting paid the big money yet. So not that you know, I'm not gonna say they need the money, but you know, a lot more than Harper, who's making like a million dollars a pitch, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I just think they need to work on it a little bit mm. and really adjust it so we can you know get who deserves to be there. I agree. Over just the fact of you know, oh, I like this guy, because it's just like well, it's a popularity. You know, remember we saw a popularity game. Yeah. It's our all-star voting. Yeah, which I mean, the stars are the stars for a reason. So even if you, even if you know the blind squirrel thing, where even if you're just like, oh, Xander Bogarts, he's got to be there. He's having a good year, so it's like, okay, you know, yeah. guys like that will usually because they're the stars. They usually yeah. it, it works out anyway. But like, if you wanted to put Machado there this year, okay, his stats aren't quite there, been to fifty or so. But if it's comparable to another guy, who's up on the voting, mm. okay, maybe his name's a bit bigger. People want to see him. Okay, I can see that. Mm. If you're batting 150, and there's six guys who are batting way better, having great years, and you're making it over them, that's not fair. Yeah. Okay. If it's if it's somewhat close, it's reasonable. You're a bigger name. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. But you know, I just don't want to. I just don't want these guys missing out on big moments in their career and, and stuff like that, and and then just not giving them the credit that they deserve for having a great first half. I agree. I definitely agree. Um. They, and it just needs a little tweaking. It's not like you have to overhaul how the voting happens. It's just add, just change the proportionate share of how the fans, how the fans, uh, like you said, it'd be even cool if the, if the coaches and everyone were like, here's your five guys, here are the guys that are doing the best right now and pick from them. And that I, yeah, even if you get as a starter and the next two high, highest vote getters makes a team. Yeah. Something like that. And then that's it. Yeah. And at the end there's five players or whatever, four players, and fan voting goes to them for the last roster spot. Yeah. The highest fan vote gets the spot. Oh. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So the fans get to see who they want, but also the guys who deserve to be there are essentially on the ballot. Yeah, I agree. They should definitely do that. I don't know if they – I wouldn't imagine they're going to change it just because, I don't know, it just seems like something that they're just like whatever about. Um, not that it makes – it's not like it's make or, making or breaking baseball, but it is something to consider. That would probably take not that much of a of a change, yeah, you, you know, never to know, fix with it. The, with the the uh, CBA coming up, because uh, I, I can definitely see the players 
if you're on the lower end of popularity, definitely pushing for it. If you're Bryce Harper, you're like, I don't care if it's a popular vote because I'm going to be there nine out of ten times now. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a give and take. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a good point with the C, uh, the CBA coming up that uh, they might they might negotiate something like that because yeah, the players might get the shit end of the stick in some cases. You know, in some cases, like you said, Harper, Trout, Judge, you know, these guys are Acuna at this point. They're just going to get in even if they're batting two thirty, two forty. They're they're getting votes because yeah, they're yeah. the guys. You know, so um, so yeah, I get it. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if they even have any plans to do that or if it's just us kind of spitballing but um yeah that's something to definitely consider have the coaches have more of a say in the initial voting you know in the players and stuff uh so with that let's get into our news segment of the week kind of like i said not not as much a slow news week as uh as the previous weeks but got some cool stats and and cool stuff that happened in the past week so uh number one uh wander franco is getting called up the Tampa Bay Rays have announced that they intend on calling up baseball's top prospect, Wander Franco, on Tuesday, June 22nd. Franco is only 20 years old and has been widely regarded as the best prospect in baseball for some time now. Uh, according to a recent port- report on him, quote, Franco is a switch hitter who makes a ton of contact, much of it hard. He garners a, an above-average mark for his speed and his arm. And, look, there's not much he, excuse me, there's just not much he can't do. One rival front office member said that Franco could have probably held his own in the majors back in 2019 when he was 18 years old, end quote. Uh, that all coming from CBS Sports. Uh, so Wander Franco, highly regarded in, in the, you know, in the contact hitting department, speed, fielding. Um, I'm not sure where his power lies. I don't think that's where his, his bread and butter is. I think his bread and butter is in speed and, and hitting. He's only 20, so he could be here for a long time. And the fact that he was scouted and said that he could have held his own in 18 that there's not many guys that get that scouting report. And from what I understand in his scouting report, he has a good level head and that he could actually be a great leader for the Rays. So, so it's an exciting guy to get called up. Uh, we have a lot of young, exciting guys in baseball already. And uh, this, this could just add to the total we have already. So uh, good luck to him. I'm going to hate seeing him play the Yankees because they'll probably trash us, but we'll see. Good luck to him, and, and hopefully, you know, you always like to see those top prospect guys work out because it's just better for baseball, you know? Yeah, yeah, so hopefully he gets, uh, he's getting his call up, and that's always great, so we'll see what happens. Number two, uh, we got another triple play by the Yankees. On Sunday, June 20th, the New York Yankees, excuse me, the New York Yankees turned a triple play, uh, the third triple play of the season, which ended the game against the Oakland Athletics. This is the first quote-unquote walk-off triple play since August 23rd, 2009, when the Phillies turned an unassisted triple play to end the game against the Mets. You can see one of our trivia questions for that, the unassisted triple play, if yeah, you remember that. Jason Bartlett, right? Yep. Or... It was... No, I think you had it right. Was it Bartlett who ended up turning it? I, oh, I, I can, unassisted I, one to end the game, I know that. I've seen the video so many times the last few days. Or I, mean, last... I don't know if it was Jason Bartlett or not. We'll have to go back to our own trivia question and look. Yeah, I always but... forget the guy's name because he's like a... You know, that, that's his history right there. Yeah, so. yeah, that's literally it. This also ties the record for most triple plays in one season by a team with three, and there are currently a, they are the 11th team in history to do this. So, yeah, pretty exciting. The Yankees' third triple play of the season already. It ended the game, um, and I believe this is the second time the Chapman has been on the mound for a triple play, you know, yeah. in the season already. So, which helps you out because sure. he's on your fantasy help me team. Win a fantasy, help me win fantasy this week. Yeah, that triple play. So, um, yeah, the Yankees' uh, third triple play. Um, two in a week, right? Or two in eight days, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, that's 
this was the first time they ever had two in a season. Now, obviously, it's the first time they had three, and it also ties the major league record of three, uh, I believe set by like 13 or 14 other teams. That's a, yeah, I have your 11, 11 other teams, so they're the 12th team. They're the 12th team, yeah, the first team since 2006 White Sox. Yep. Or tw- uh, 2016. 2016 White Sox. That's yeah. what I meant, yeah. So 2016 White Sox. Um, and I think it goes all the way back. The first team was what, like the... 1889 or one yeah, Providence Grays. I think it, was it was like it was like the Red Stockings or the Grays or I so. was, I, yeah, I think it was the Providence Grays. It was old. One and then like 1889, someone else did it. Yeah, it was old. That's always crazy, but uh, sure. Yeah, triple plays are always that's always uh, exciting because you don't. I, I don't know how many there's ever been. I have no idea. You'd imagine if three's the record for a season. Yeah, there can't be that many. I don't know, maybe 150 of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and the way that they turn the most recent one, the five four three, that's probably the most common. Around the horn. Right? Yeah, around the horn triple play because the one they, they did before that was like the first triple play oh, in history yeah. where it was like... One, three... It was, was, it was, it was one, like one... Three, six, two, five, six sorry, triple play. Something like that where... You know, they got the guy out, and then it went to the catcher, and then the catcher threw it to the third baseman, tagged him out, then back to the shortstop, and yeah, yeah it was nuts. Yeah, um, we had that, and, and I think under Sessa Triple Plays, there's only been a handful of them. Yeah, there's very, yeah, I know there's so, there's only a few of them. And I'm telling you, maybe 100, 150 Triple Plays ever yeah, I mean, in LB history. I, I so. bet they happened a lot back then for some reason, too, because that's... Because that just sounds like old baseball. Sure, it's running all <laughs> everywhere. They don't know, backwards and everything else. So... Here, wow, actually, I just pulled up the number. Um, they've been tracking it since 1876. Um, there's been 727 triple plays in MLB history. That's incredible. That, which averages about five a year. Um, Is there a split? The show, like, from 1870 to, like, the dead ball era? There's been this many? Uh, I'll look it up. I'm but... sure from the live ball era, 1920s on, I bet you there's been a lot less. Yeah, I don't know if I have a numeric uh, value here. The most common is the five four three, then the next common is six four three four six three. So, you know, it makes sense the around the horn ones, but uh, yeah, there's no number, there's no split. I mean, I'd have to look, I'd have to look really far into it, but uh, just from my little computer search here. Yeah, I would, I would assume that since the 1920s and the live ball, I'm sure it's been less triple plays than it was back in the day. Oh yeah, I'm I, sure. In the last first forty years of baseball, I'm sure there was a lot of them. The first triple play was in 1876, where it was the uh, the Mutuals versus the Dark Blues. So there you go. Yeah, running backwards and everything else. I'm sure. Yeah. So, anyway, some other news we got here. Um, Kyle Schwarber ties the record for five home runs with his with five home runs in two game span. Yep. Um, he hit two on Saturday, and then he hit three yesterday. So that's pretty incredible. And uh, Ronald Acuna, milestone home run yesterday. He has 100th career home run. Yeah, good for him. So that's um, it's pretty good. He's one of the, uh, one of the youngest. Or he might have been the the youngest to 100 home runs and 75 stolen bases. Well, that, one of the youngest, I believe. And he was one of the youngest just to 100 home runs, I believe. Or at least amount of games. That's probably a good bet. Like the eighth least amount of games or something. The least was Ryan Howard. He was nuts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, 100 career home runs. That's uh, for I believe he's 23 years old. I mean, it's what four years. So another four years, you could have 200, and that's obviously that's that's not even right because he's gonna hit a lot more than that. And he had kind of a shortened year last year. So I'm so. saying, so if you really want to just keep going with the four years, he's probably ended up with four to five hundred home runs just by doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah, just by doing what he's been doing. So, and that's obviously not going to, he's going to, it's going to go way up. So. Yeah, because once he hits his prime and, you know, God willing. Oh, yeah. And you're hitting 50, 60 a year. And yeah. hitting 25. Yeah. So those numbers definitely could shoot up and he'll be having, you know, he could just be up to 600, 700 mark. Sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He's a great player. He's very exciting. I love, I, I really do love uh, watching Ronald Acuna play baseball. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, obviously we're still getting with full capacity. Yeah. He's in Yankees and I believe Mets for full capacity starting this past Friday. So we're at a lot of places. We're at full capacity. San Diego was back at full capacity the other day. Yep. An exciting game. And if they're not at full capacity, I think we're at like 75, 80% capacity. I mean, we're, we're pretty much there. So yeah. we're pretty much fully back and not for nothing, but you haven't really seen the breakouts. Yeah. One guy goes, maybe it's more for the health safety protocol. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen like, oh, he tested positive. It's been more like, okay, he might've been around somebody who might've had it. Let's give him a day, two days up. Oh, we found out there's nothing. He's good. Yeah. So we're almost back to just the way it is. Yeah. Positivity rates have been way down with people getting vaccines and people already having it, you know, so their yeah. bodies, you know, so. Uh, so we're back to just yelling at baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we need to stop worrying about that crap. Yeah. Or at least for now. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Just to uh, kind of wrap up our news segment here, just to, before we go into the who's doing the best right now, to kind of flip on it, you know, kind of celebrating. Here's something to not celebrate, especially if you're a Diamondbacks fan. The Diamondbacks are not great right now. I'll use your uh, stat because I have that they lost 40 of 45 games. They lost, what, 41 of 47? They are, or since they lost, May, Yeah. since the calendar turned to May, they are 6 and 47. <laughs> it's just... That, I believe, okay, is the worst stretch I I have ever seen. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a stretch and like that. We've seen some bad teams. Oh, yeah. The Astros. Mm-hmm. The Len Porter, Ben Glenn Porter Astros and and the Mets had some bad years. Then the Cubs. Yep. And the Royals. Uh, I mean, early 2000 Royals where they were hit, the, hit their own pitcher in the face with the ball, mm-hmm. covering the, the Pirates. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit had like 47 wins that one year. Yeah. Like 2003 or the Rays. The Rays, all of them. Mm-hmm. The Larry Rothschild, Rays. I mean, Orioles had some bad years. Yeah, yeah. Some Orioles, yeah. The pre-Melvin Mora Orioles <laughs> and those guys. Yeah. We've seen some... This is this is unbelievable. Yeah, and it doesn't really make sense. They're, they're sitting at a 17-game losing streak right now as of recording this. It could be worse by the time this goes up. Yeah. Um, and they have the record for most consecutive road losses. Mm-hmm. Which was like 23, 24. 23. I mean, and it doesn't make any sense because they're a pretty good team as far as when you look at their talent. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it, I, mean, it, I don't understand like, it. Like a five-game win streak to end April. Yeah, I mean, they kind of looked like well, like four out of five to end April. Baumgartner was throwing, you know, no hitters or special achievements, I guess. <laughs> and then they do they just they don't win. I mean, they. I mean, six and forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, what do you even say? I mean, you're on at that point. You're on pace for twelve and ninety-four. 12 wins oh and 94 losses God. if you just did that again. Jesus. That's... Yeah, what do you... Yeah, what... <laughs> what do you do? That's you kept on that pace. You're talking maybe 14 and 100. You'd get to 100 losses with about 14 wins. It's hard to even fathom. That's that's like... That's like the Cleveland Spiders bad. Yeah, that's... that's You really are pushing the worst team ever at that point. And they're not. If they had just... And if they didn't have a decent April... I mean... They, <laughs> I know. That, I think that I think they have twenty wins. 
They do. They have exactly 20. So That's 14 wins in April. Yeah. That's a pretty good month. That's a pretty good, yeah, that's a good if month. If they didn't have 14, let's say they, they were bad start, let's say they were just okay. Mm-hmm. They had eight wins in April, mm-hmm. which is not great. But, you know, April you have less, a couple less games, so maybe they're like eight and whatever. Mm-hmm. 13 in April. Okay, that's not too bad. I mean, that's, you'd, be, you'd have 14 wins right now. Yeah, you'd have 14 wins in, in late June. Yeah. <laughs> And one of them was because a guy had to throw no hitter in a uh, double yeah, header I know, yeah. to win a game. Yeah, and then he give it to him. And they won what, like one nothing or two nothing in that they, game. Yeah, they only won by a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it took a no hitter. Unbelievable. So that, uh, yeah, it's. Whew. Yeah, I don't like to to. I mean, we brought up the Orioles really being bad. We've brought up win streaks before, but like the A's win streak. But this, I had to bring. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, if you're gonna be bad, be record breaking bad. That's fair. It's like a guy with the home runs and pitchers. If you're going to give up a home run, you might as well give up a 500-footer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see no wall scraper. Just let them crush it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to be bad, you might as well be unbelievably, hysterically, historically bad. Yeah. I mean, 6 of 47. Yeah, what do you even say? It's like, like, that was, let's say you started the season like that. Mm. And you doubled it up. You're, you're, you could be on pace for 14 and 100. <laughs> like, what is that poor fan base? That's not even a win a week. Do you even watch your team? Like, do you, at that point, you're just like, well. Yeah, you watch them. <laughs> you might as well be like, this is awesome. Look at that. <laughs> you might as well watch them. Yeah, just for that. you know you're going to get better. You're like, we got to be true. better. That's true. That's a good point. You you're can't look get worse. At him and you're be like, remember when we were here? Yeah, for real. And then you look in and you're like, where's Randy Johnson? <laughs> can we get him on the mound, maybe? And Kurt Schillen and Steve Finley. And <laughs> can we get some guy, Luis Gonzalez? Where's he at? Yeah, and they got a. You know, they got guys like Cattell Marte and David Peralta, Peralta. Yeah, I mean. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, Bumgarner. Tim LaCastro, and if you said him, uh, is he even hurt? He was hurt for a little while. Nick yeah. Ahmed. Yeah, I mean, these guys aren't, this isn't a bad team. That's why it makes no sense to me. If this Carson was like. Kelly had a really good year. Yeah. Hakeem Soria, bullpen. If this was like. I, mean, the, I think I had him like third in the West. Yeah, I had him. Like 70-something wins. Even, above, above the Giants, I had him fourth, but I don't think I had him. I don't. I don't think I had him less than seventy-five wins. I knew they'd be good. They would have to. This is another way to put it, just to, to beat them into the ground one more time here. On the stretch to run, mm. they would have to win forty-one straight just to get the, back to five hundred. Oh my God! You'd on, have to double on, the record on the stretch they're at. So they're six and forty-seven. They'd have to win forty-one straight just to get back to five hundred on the stretch. For the year, they had to win 31 straight, I believe. Right? On the year, I think they're 20 and 51. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to win 31 straight games just to get to 500. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 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 too much. <laughs> it's too much to think about. Yeah, it's just bad baseball. Yeah. So, please, Diamondbacks, just get a little better. Because it's fucking painful. Or just painful. continuously be bad. Or, yeah, or just... Either be record-breaking bad, or you gotta get better. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Or, yeah, just go all in and just be the worst. Yeah, go go it. for it. Yeah. They might be going for it. <laughs> they look, they're doing a good job. Yeah, they're going to a hell of a job. Yeah. Larry must have called him. He's like, hey, I was so bad. You got a shot at beating me? Yeah, yeah. He's like, go nuts. <laughs> for the, the that whatever. Yeah, I forget what year it was in the Rays. It's like, oh, six or something. I don't even know. Who knows? Larry was, he had some bad years there. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, that's just. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk about the teams that are doing well. Um, so who's doing the best right now? The Diamondbacks. No. Um, God, no. Well, they're on here, but for a different reason. Currently, the Giants own the best record in the league at forty-six and twenty-six. Uh, the Dodgers are right behind them in the NL, sitting at forty-four and twenty-seven. Um, so you have the two best teams in the NL and the worst team in the league. It's just that NL West is just a, is nuts. 
Um, over in the AL, the Astros and the A's are tied for the best record at 43 and 28 and 44 and 29, respectively. The Red Sox and the White Sox are right behind them at 43 and 29. Uh, they're both tied at 43 and 29. Uh, the Astros have the best run differential in the league at plus 112. Um, partly, probably in part to what they're on a six game winning streak or something like that. I mean, that, that definitely helps. Um, and no surprise, Dimebacks have the worst run differential league at minus 107. That usually leads you to losing 47, 47 games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's where they're at. Yeah. Um, some other hot teams that I have mentioned here, the Indians, Yankees, Astros, A's, Mariners, Nationals, Giants, Dodgers, all playing pretty well. Yankees, big series, played the red hot A's and, and beat them two out of three. Yeah. That's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Big time. Um, some cold teams. You got the Orioles, Rangers, Royals, Pirates, and Diamondbacks. Yes, that's no. six and six and forty-seven or less. Uh, Fifty-three games. You just pencil them in. Since May, they have six wins. I don't. I don't that's know. Incredible. Well, that, that's the hot and cold teams. I don't know if I even have. I don't have any hot or cold people from the Diamondbacks on here. They're just. They just are. <laughs> They're just sitting there. Um, they might not even be showing up. <laughs> I know we don't watch them. They might not even be. They might not even show up. It's like just give us the loss. Yeah, we'll take it. It's fine. Yeah. It's less embarrassment. Yeah, I don't want anyone getting hurt. <laughs> just give us the loss. We'll play once a week. Hopefully, we'll win. And I have Ketel Marte on my fantasy team. He's and doing he's awesome. Like yeah. He's doing awesome. I don't understand this. I don't get it. I think someone's just pranking us. But um, <laughs> they're pranking themselves. But doing something. Let's move on to the who's hot, who's not uh, segment of the show. So, for my hot players, um, my first two guys are the players of the week. So, number one, Shohei Otani, batted 318 over the last week with 1136 slugging and a 1559 OPS. He had six home runs in the last week. Uh, number two, Kyle Schwarber, batted 348 over the last week with a, a 1000 slugging and a 1360 OPS. He had five home runs, like like you said, it was what, uh, five home runs, two games is a record? Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so pretty, pretty damn good out of him. Uh, number three, Ryan Mountcastle. Batted 524 over the last week with a 1095 slugging and a 1619 OPS. Uh, number four, Trey Turner, non All Star Trey Turner, uh, batting 478 over the last week with a 739 slugging and a 1239 OPS. And number five, Trevor Story with a 455 average, a 727 slugging and a 1263 OPS over the last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some guys I want to mention real quick though, Trey Turner, just to let you know, Kyle Swarbrick has been leading off. <clears throat> and oh. Trey Turner batting second. So Kyle Swarbrick going nuts. And then Trey Turner's batting second, and then that leads you into Juan Soto. Oh, my Kind of explains why the Nationals were on the hot team. Yeah, they're rolling. So, some other players, though. I got Wilmer Flores doing really good. Ty France. Come on now, Matt Olson. Batting, what, 500 over his last eight games? Going nuts. Sure. Uh, Yankees go all in, give everything up, trade everybody in the whole system to get Matt Olson <laughs> in Yankee Stadium. That would oh, be man. a great move. Um, David Fletcher and Ramil Tapia. He batted 320-something last year. No one cared. Batting over 300 this year. No one cares. He even batted like 280 the year before 2019, I believe. It was 270, 280. Mm-hmm. No one cared. Yeah. That guy's a really good player. He is good. Some power, some speed, a lot of triples in the stadium. Plays good defense. Really good player. Yeah. So I really do uh, um, appreciate him and uh, like like to keep up, kind of just keep up with him a little bit. Every once in a while, take a peek at his stats and just, but Gary is. Yeah. So. I, I've kind of been on the same boat where I'm, I look at him and I'm like, this guy's playing good and no one says nothing about him. I guess just because you're on the Rockies. Look, Ryan McMahon's not even in the running for yeah. for the All-Stars, so I, I don't know. Just something with the Rockies right now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you said Mountcastle, uh, he had three home runs in one game. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was the first rookie since Marquecas to do that. Is that right? For, for the Orioles. 
Oh, okay, okay. First okay. rookie for the Orioles to have three home runs in a game since Marquez. Cool. So some hot pitchers I got here, Sandy Alcantara, who's been having a great year. Other than one bad start against the Dodgers, he's having, having a you take that start out, he's having a great, great year. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Fetty for the Nationals, another reason why maybe the Nationals are playing well. Uh, Brett Anderson had a good start. Pablo Lopez pitching really good this year. I think he has three wins now for a guy who had like an under three ERA. Oh, okay. And Brett Hand, another yeah. National, going wild. You there know, you one go. one pitch save the other day, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so yeah, that'll work. Um, but yeah, those are some uh, some hot players that I uh, just want to throw out there. Cool. So moving on to the cold guys. Um, not quite as ice cold as some weeks where you have guys batting a goose egg. I didn't have anyone like that. I didn't no, say so. No, not quite like that. But number one, I have Glaber Torres, a .050 average, a .050 slugging, and an eighteen or well, one eighty six OPS, I should say, um, over the last week. Number two, I have Paul Jong. Uh, 105 over the last week with a 105 slugging and a 210 OPS. Uh, number three, Anthony Rizzo, 105 average over the last week with a 316 slugging and a 506 OPS. Uh, number four, Jose Abreu with a 130 average, a 261 slugging, a 461 OPS. And number five, Charlie Blackman, a 136 average, a 136 slugging, and a 376 OPS over last week. So like I said, not quite like ice cold where you're not doing anything. Like these guys like like Rizzo has a 506 OPS. It's like, okay. I mean, if you're cold, at least you can somewhat live with that, you know? Yeah, yeah some other guys that I got here. Uh, Jackie Barlow Jr., I believe, has the lowest qualified batting average out of any player. No shit. <laughs> that was, what, the $100 million man, right? Yeah. Mets fans. Just know that you almost had him. Yeah. You almost continued the terribleness <laughs> of let's just stop gap center fielders. You almost ruined your whole franchise by signing Jackie Bradley Jr. Yep. That would have been another Austin Jackson signing and all those ones where you just get guys who just fill in out there, but you know they can't hit a lick. Mm-hmm. So I just hope the Mets fans know that they, they lucked <laughs> out there. Sure. Um, Tyler Naquin struggling, Jose Abreu, and Jorge Soler. Some guys have really uh, been struggling recently. Some uh, pitchers are not pitching good. Matt Harvey's been bad for uh, weeks now. Hmm. Uh, Pete Fairbanks for the Rays comes in. I think he blew like three games in a row oh, wow. for the Rays. Um, part of the Mariners sweeping them. Yeah, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah impressive on both sides. Some other pitchers, Zach Davies, not pitching great. Uh, last two starts or so, Alex Young and Zach Eflin. Some guys really struggling um, in the pitching department uh, recently. Um, some injuries we want to get into. Uh, some terrible ones. Uh, Todd Glass now. Part of maybe the balls being changed and the sticky and the not being able to use the sunscreen rosin mix. Partial UCL tear. Um, he actually got decent news where he's going to start throwing again in four weeks for a lot of fans. My pick for Cy Young, my fantasy team, uh, not great. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, great pitcher to see um, possibly miss um, a lot of this year, if not all this year, and maybe all next year. Yeah, and I like Glass now too. I just like him as a person. He's a cool dude. Yeah, his uh, interviews are great too. He gives you he gives you the answer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very thinking, candid. He's tell you what he's what he's thinking, and that's it's, it's great. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, he's he very. That he was angry, and he still was like very nice about it. Yeah, yeah, no, he's very candid, very transparent. He's a cool dude. I, I like Glass now. So another some other injuries. Nick, Nico Goodrum for the Twins, placed on the IL. Nick Madrigal, another Frank Fancy guy, who was batting great. <laughs> Tore. Two ligaments in his hamstring. Got the season end of surgery. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, obviously, you don't like seeing guys get hurt, especially major injuries, especially young guys, especially contending teams. Yeah, he, he fills all them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, um, Alex Bregman, plays in mm-hmm. the IL. Seems Piscotti, just a well likable guy. He's quite had the career and stories around him, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the ALS and his mother. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Gene Segura having a great year. He got placed on the IL. Mike Moustakis tried coming back with a heel injury, moved to the 60-day DL. Mm. Carson Kelly yesterday got hit by a pitch for the Diamondbacks and fractured his wrist, the one, one of the one bright spots out there for them. Uh, Austin Gomer for the Rockies placed on the IL. Again, Adalberto Mondesi on the IL again. Is he really? This is the third time, started the year in the IL, came back, played good, got hurt, went on the IL, came back, hit a couple home runs, played good, back on the IL. Mm. Just, he's a great player. He, he is just a good player. can't do anything on the right He's a switch hitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With unbelievable speed. Yeah. On the good news of things, I guess you could say, uh, George Springer um, said he's not coming back to DH, he's coming back to play, and everything's, are, he's ramping up. Mm-hmm. John Means signed the All-Star break for a full comeback. Uh, Luke Voigt expected to be back tomorrow, so by the time this gets up on Wednesday, he should already had some at-bats, and who knows what he does with them. Uh, yeah. David Dole, rehab assignment scheduled. Mike Soroka, terrible injury last year. Terrible setback. Had a clean-up surgery on his Achilles. They said season's done for him. They said he might be back in August now. That's crazy. So hopefully he'll be back. That'll help the Braves. Might be a little too late by that point, but you never know. The Mets getting a lot of guys back. The ground pitch today. Um, he had that small injury. Uh, Brandon Nimmo is closing in on getting back. Uh, Jeff McNeil yeah. is actually a bit, is supposed to be activated today. You know, uh, Dylan Batantis is, you know, kind of doing something. Carlos Carrasco, at least they're getting an idea about. So they got a lot of guys out there who, you know, they're getting you know, updates from. Yeah. Uh, Tatis left the game the other day with a shoulder injury. He obviously is back. No surprise there. Um, Sale continues to impress facing live hitters. Uh, so we're getting a lot of guys back. So that's always good. Yeah, you'd rather have that side of the list long than the the injury side of the list so that's good good stuff so uh, other than that just got to get into our trivia question and uh one of our buddies uh the heads actually brought this trivia question up the other day to me and i uh couldn't figure it out um so i wanted to put on our show um and that is who is the only catcher in mlb history to catch uh, multiple perfect games i had no idea i didn't even know the guy so if that gives you any guesses out there. Yeah. Um, I threw out a couple of guesses, you know, Bob Boone and Mike Sosha and Buster Posey and guys like that didn't quite get it. So, but the answer is Ron Hassey. Ron Hassey. He had two, called two perfect games. Um, we call it Len Barker's in 1981 and Dennis Martinez in 1991. Ten years apart. Yeah, I had to, I had to look him up because I didn't know who this guy was, admittedly. He was on the Yankees. Um, but he was a guy... Uh, maybe if you're a younger uh, fan of the show, younger baseball fan, uh, he played primarily in the '80s. Um, he jumped around a lot of teams. Kind of was a mediocre to maybe yeah. maybe well, in his best ended years. Up the World Series with the A's. Yeah, so he's had a World Series under his belt. He played for quite a uh, few different teams. Um, kind of, I'd say maybe run of the mill catcher, maybe a little above average, just based on his WAR and 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 stats like that. Yeah, it's a stat I would uh, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. Um, the only catcher in LB history to catch multiple perfect games is Ron Hassey. Um, he had two. Um, he also, I believe, is only the second player ever to catch a no-hitter in both leagues, I believe. That's that yeah. you have to look up and, and, and double-check that. But I had I did come across that the other day. Um, so I you know, I just want to throw that in there. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's a pretty good one because there's only, what, 23 perfect games? Yeah, something like that. We haven't had one in almost 10 years now. So yeah. that number's been kind of steady for a while. Yeah, and the, the thing he called two. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I believe the record for no-hitters, I believe, is held by a couple guys, uh, four, pitching four no-hitters. Yeah, didn't um, didn't someone this year 
touch that record? I'm not sure. Um, Wasn't it something like, uh, who was it that caught Alec Mills' no-hitter last year and also caught someone's this year? Who the hell was it? Someone someone listening right now is freaking out. And they're like, it's... it's oh, well, Caratini then. Yep. How yeah, because he caught Musgroves. Yeah. There you go. That's two. Yep. Veritek was one of the guys that had four. Yeah, because he... Yeah, he... Don't want to bring him up, but... That's uh, true. Bringing him up. Not Ray Shock, though. Thank God. So, uh... But yeah, other trivia questions. So, um, other than that, uh, Father's Day was yesterday, so I hope everybody had a good Father's Day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Father's Day and baseball, I don't know, seems to go together. See the blue gear and stuff. So that's yeah. pretty cool. It's very cool. Uh, I believe Pujols ended up hitting another home run on Father's Day. I think he has a record now with eight home runs on Father's Day or something. I'm not wow. sure you have to look that up, but he does have a bunch on Father's Day. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's close. Yeah, I believe he has seven or eight now, so that's that's great. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're right there on the swing of things. And baseball, um, starting today, June 21st, we're recording this. Uh, the sticky stuff, the sticky situation, I guess, they're, I think is what they're calling it, mm-hmm. um, is underway where they're checking the pitchers and stuff quickly. Um, the umpires are not going into it mm. to check them. They're not going to, you know, go nuts on it. But they're just going to be like, uh, yeah, you look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something to take a look at. Yeah, definitely something to start considering, especially if you have some hard-ass uh, umpires out there that might do a little extra check or might be a little tough on the guys. Um, at least to start, who knows, maybe this to, to start, it's, it's real like a crackdown and then it kind of starts to fade. I know what the umpire said, which was good, was just like, Hey, we'll check you. As long as it's not blatant, it's you're not globbing stuff on the ball. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. We're not getting pressured by the other dugout. We'll just do a quick once over and be like, you're good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's going to lower things, but you know, it's not going to, I don't think it's right now. It might prevent people. But I think people will get back to using a little bit of something. Just, you know, back to a, a respectable number. Where or, you can just grip or, the ball. a respectable amount. I think that's maybe what MLB is pushing for. Mm. Like, let's just get back to a normal bit of it. Yeah. So, but that's that's it. So, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got for the week. Yeah, that's all I, I kind of got too. Um, was just kind of what we had in our notes here. Um, yeah, hopefully they, uh, when they start enforcing this, they don't go crazy where the, the pitcher has anything on them that's, it's, yeah, because you're getting really into a rabbit hole where, you know, this umpire defines this as a sticky substance, but this one doesn't really think of it. This one's really hard on it. This one's only got sunscreen on his arm, but now he's like, oh, it's sticky. Get him out of here. Yeah, yeah. This one's like, this guy's got a glob of pine tar on the ball, like a, an inch thick, and he's like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, so yeah. You start getting into, you know, what umpire you get and what this and that, and it's just... It's just yeah, because you already got a lot to worry about with the umpire strike zones, guys like Angel Hernandez and shit. Well, so yeah, he can't see past his nose, <laughs> so you don't want him doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll I mean, see what happens with that. It's an you ongoing never know thing. Umpires have grievous and still umpire yeah. never forgets. Yeah. So Angel Hernandez, you know, get yelled at by everybody. One day he might be like, you know, what? I remember you yelled at me last year and called me an idiot. Yeah. All of a sudden, well, you I... know, oh, that looks like you got a little sticky something on your neck there. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yep. And they're not going to question it with this new crackdown coming. So. so you never know. You don't want to get into that situation. I don't think. Sure. Will. Like you said, it's a rabbit hole that you could go down. So. Yeah. All right. So with that, uh, I got nothing else. So if you want, uh, we can just wrap this up and get out of here. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Mike Lepre. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepre. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.